welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. Today, we feature audio from the Elite Business Advice Podcast with Chris Moore. In this episode, Luke Reynolds with All In Painting from Indianapolis joins to share about the state of accredited painting apprenticeship program they're launching this year in Indiana with plans to expand nationwide by the end of the year. This episode is sponsored by Bayer and Federated Insurance. Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors, and the goal of our podcast is to help you grow your business and also educate you on a variety of topics that affect self-employed small business owners. Today's episode, we've got Luke Reynolds with us. Luke owns All In Painting out in Indianapolis. He's a PCA member, and he drove all the way to St. Louis to hang out with us and talk a little bit about apprenticeship and how to train your employees on the job site. Luke, yeah. welcome to the show. Thanks for making the drive. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, it was a good drive. It's good. not too far from Indianapolis, and That's it's a good. straight shot. So. I appreciate you doing that. I, and just to clarify for people, mm-hmm. like I didn't force you to come here. Uh, mm-hmm. We had this set up for Zoom, and you were like, hey, can we actually do this in person? And yeah. I was like, sure, if you want to make a road trip. So Absolutely. I just don't want our future guests to think like I pressured you into coming <laughs> in studio for this, right. but I appreciate it. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm from Indiana. I grew up in a small farm town called Argus, Indiana. Okay. Um, you know, it was one of those schools where you were in kindergarten all the way until 12th grade. Yep. And I had about 50 kids in my class. Okay. Um, and so after, after, you know, that era, I went into um, college at Indiana State University. Nice. Uh, studied um, aerospace and uh, aerospace admin and professional pilot. Um, and that's where I met my wife. That's awesome. And um, we have two kids. We have uh, two boys, Cedar, okay. who is our youngest. He's eight years old, and Ransom is 10. Awesome. Um, Ransom's a spitting image of his mother, and Cedar's a spitting image of me. So it, awesome. makes, it makes it pretty fun in the household. That's good. Yeah. Funny and interesting. And yeah, I'm sure things get a little devi- dis- divisive sometimes. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, you know, in Indiana, you're either an IU or a Purdue fan. Yeah. And, and that's already started in our house. Yeah. So. so are you IU and she's Purdue? No, we both went to Indiana State okay. in Terre Haute. Um, and, and that's where we met. But I'm I'm actually an IU fan. And I think my youngest just wants to do it out of spite yeah. to okay. make me mad. So he chose to Purdue. choose Purdue. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's too funny. Um well, tell us a little bit about All In Painting. Um, when did you start it? You know, where are you guys at? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of give us the backstory. Yeah. So All In Painting is in Indianapolis. It's in a suburb just south of Indy called Greenwood, Indiana. Okay. And um, we're currently a 25 to 35 person um, company. All of our painters are, we, we chose the W2 model. Awesome. And so we currently have about 20, 23 painters out in the field right now. Okay. Um, looking to ramp up to about 25, 26 this year. And um, we do, you know, we're residential repaint okay. contractors. So we do interior, exterior. Um, we, we really started to focus on our cabinet painting. And just last year, we hired our first full-time carpenter. So we do have a light carpentry cool. service that we offer. Um, so, yeah, that's, a you know, uh, yeah. we've been in business since 2016. Okay. And... Um, 
you know, awesome. every year just kind of grows, uh, you know, about a crew per year. Yeah, you know? that's so awesome. That's good. Really that's exciting. a good pace, right? It's not yeah. too much too quick, but it's just a good steady growth year over year. So yep. that's awesome. So you kind of shared, you know, that you went to ISU. Do you mm-hmm. guys call it ISU, Indiana yep. State? Okay, because yep. there's Illinois State, and that's, I know it's we confusing. call it ISU. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you went to, to ISU. Um, you kind of shared your major. How did you get started in the painting industry? Sure. Um, I don't. Last time I checked, I don't think those cross over a whole lot. Right. So, so it's in the family, okay. you know. And I'm actually. Um, I asked my grandfather several years ago, and he's like, "Well, actually, we did the math, and you, you, I'm a fifth generation painter." That's awesome. Um, so my dad was a painting contractor, okay. and. When, you know, all through high school and college, I worked for him. He okay. had a commercial operation up in northwest Indiana where the union is, yeah. is pretty strong. And so, you know, I was the one who did all the prep and the protection. And, um, you know, I did that's what I did over the summers. And, yeah. you know, and luckily it was my dad that I was working for. Yeah. And, um, you know, something kind of funny that I like to share is, uh, you know, with family, it can get kind of ugly sometimes. Right. So it wasn't, it was pretty often where I would actually get let go on a Friday. I'd go home and tell mom and then I'd be working again on Monday. So <laughs> that's hilarious. That's a good story. I hope you guys can look back and joke right. about that still. So, right. Um, sorry if I laughed a little too much. No, at that, but, uh, it's, it's, it is funny. We still talk about it. And, yeah. You know, and but I've always been painting, yeah. you know, and okay. even though I, you know, even though I didn't go into painting after college, Um, I've always been doing it, you know, and as an adult, it was kind of like, you know, I'd help out my friends with whenever a friend moved into a house is like, Hey, let's have a paint party and we're going to invite Luke. Yep. And and, 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 you know, let me guess, you got stuck doing all the cut in work everywhere in the whole house. Exactly. Let me do the cut in. Yep. I'll show you how to roll. Yep. I love it. Gosh, I can relate to that, unfortunately, way too much. So, um, no, that's super cool. I didn't realize you were a fifth generation uh, painter. So yeah, that's I'm definitely cool. proud of that. It, it yeah, is kind of cool. You know, I would love to know a little bit more about, and I, I was actually asking my family for some photos. I yeah. would love to have some vintage photos that's of cool. seeing like my grandpa paint. Yeah, stuff. that's super cool, man. Yeah. You, you definitely got to gotta track those down if they're yeah. out there. So, um, so then what made you start your own painting business? Sounds like your dad did mostly commercial Again, if there's a bad family history here, we don't have to get into it. Oh, but. no, no. There, you know, from that point of view, it's actually pretty good. Um, so I, you know, like probably many listeners, I, I never thought I would be owning a painting business, right. right? So I went to college. I wanted to learn how to fly. You know, my first job was I was a pilot and a project manager uh, for an aviation company that built runways and taxiways. Okay. And I did that for 11 years. Okay. And, um you know, about halfway through that time, I, I, I had that entrepreneurial bug where I was like, right. I really wish I could start something, you know. Um, but, you know, corporate life was comfortable yep. and the money was good. The benefits were good. And I just stayed. I never did anything. Right. You know, again, I, I wasn't thinking I would do painting. Right. And so um, I lost my job and in, uh, in the fall of 2015, to okay. my surprise, I, I didn't think I was the one that was going to be getting cut if yep. there were cuts. But me and another guy, you know, got called into a room with some of our higher ups that were from out of town. And they said, hey, today's your last day for business reasons. And yeah. and it was a shock, you That's know, tough. and it was one of those moments where it was like, OK, well, what do I do? And so I, I decided I'm going to go ahead and try to interview for a um, for a job uh, in the computer industry. OK. And as I was interviewing, nothing was really coming through. It was kind of through the holidays. I just started painting. I had, you know, we're a two income family, had to just start putting paint on the walls and friends were like willing to help. And so at that time it was like, really, you know, when you paint, you think a lot. And so I'm thinking, okay, 
well, maybe I can do this. Maybe right. I should, maybe this is the one shot I have, the one opportunity where I can step out on a limb. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the prayer with my wife was, yeah. you know, God, if you keep opening up these doors right. and come the beginning of 2016, I will start a painting business yep. if I don't have anything else. And that's what happened. You that's know, cool. the doors just kept opening. That's awesome. That's such a cool story. Um, I have to ask too, uh, and we, I think we had this conversation at, at the expo. How'd you come up with the name? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I feel like sometimes in the paint industry, there's ways that people cut corners. Right. And, and so I wanted, I wanted to go all in, you know, I wanted to go all in for our clients. I didn't want to pay people under the table. I wanted to pay uncle Sam. I wanted to do it the right way. Right. So that's kind of how it started with all in. I asked that because I'm a huge Clemson fan. My dad's cousins teach out there. I've been a Clemson Mm -hmm. football fan my entire life. Finally got to enjoy it for a few years there last year. We won't talk about, but um, (laughs) that's their mantra is like all in. Okay. Right. And so, um, when I met you at Expo and we kind of started talking about some stuff that we're going to cover here today, and then I heard the name of your company and I was like, yeah, I feel like you and I were supposed to meet in some way just from that too. So, <laughs> That's cool. Um, so what's been the biggest challenge that you've encountered so far along your, you know, six year entrepreneurial journey here? Yeah. You know, I would say it, you know, a lot of it had to do with the pandemic okay. and the labor shortage that, you know, a lot of us in multiple industries experienced last year. And, um, you know, that was something I wasn't planning for, you know? And, um, so dealing with the labor shortage, it, it caused the business to have to, um, find more people that weren't really skilled just to try to get the work done. So we, last year was a record breaking year when it came to sales, but without the skilled people and without the numbers of people that we needed, we could not harvest the crop. And so we just could not get the work done fast enough. And it made for a very difficult year. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, it's, it's tough. And I, I feel like I'm going to say 90% of painting contractors out there, the biggest bottleneck is production. Whether yeah. it's a lack of employees, whether it's a lack of efficiency with the employees, mm-hmm. whether it's the scheduling and the production management of projects, like whatever that is. I think 90% of the bottlenecks generally lie on the production side of the business, yeah. not necessarily the selling, the marketing, the estimating, the financial side of it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I feel like you're not alone in that. So, um, so to kind of give the listeners, listeners some backstory here. Um, so Luke and I met at the PCA Expo in Orlando here back in March, um, hit it off, started talking about the apprenticeship program you guys are working on. I know we talked a lot on the way to the Sherwin-Williams event that night and, yeah. and kind of hit it off there too. Um, and that's what I want to kind of pivot the rest of our conversation around. We'll kind of probably bring some stuff mm-hmm. from, uh, your business and your experience back into it. But, um, Go ahead and kind of give us a little backstory about what you guys are doing with this program in the state of Indiana. So what we're doing is we're trying to create a training platform really for the residential painter. Okay. Um, you know, I, I have heard over the years, um, and, and including myself, you know, this, there's this just been this struggle of how do we train? Well, everything's, right. every, you know, what you hear and what is easiest is on the job training, yeah. on the job training. And so, um, you know, what, what I have found is, you know, when I hear, when I heard other people talking about their issues and relating it to mine, it's like, what, what if there was an apprenticeship program? And, you know, with my dad being in the union, right. I understood what the apprenticeship program was from a union standpoint. Right. And why? And why? Yeah. And I, but I didn't see it on the residential side, yeah. you know, and so how are we going to 
train the next generation um, advocate for, you know, training of even skilled people to get better. How are we going to do that just on the job? That's and so good. what we did is we created um, something very similar to what the union has. And we actually had to go down some of the same red tape. Yeah. Um, but I really wanted to make it shorter. I didn't okay. want it to be a four-year program. Right. Uh, but with the red tape, I could only get it down to two and a half years. So what we have right now is um, the development of a two and a half year apprenticeship certification program where you actually have to log hours, you know, 4,500 hours of actual work. Right. And then there's classroom and hands-on training that's incorporated with it um, around, you know, 180 hours per year is the way it's written right now. Okay. So we're in the final stages of really just um, the final draft of yeah. the actual course. And, and once that, um, you know, we plan to be done with that within the next couple months. Cool. And um, right now it is approved through the state of Indiana. Awesome. Um, it's a Department of Labor approval. And we're currently working on WIOA, which is Workforce Infrastructure, okay. Workforce Infrastructure Opportunity Act. And that's going to help receive federal funds for the training. Gotcha. So that's kind of, you know, I could talk a lot about a lot of yeah. wor- what the details of that is. But in a nutshell, it's a two and a half year okay. apprenticeship certification program for the non-union right. residential painter. So when you say they have to log the hours, I mean, they're still logging the hours with their company on job sites. Exactly. Correct. But then yeah. you also have the classroom hands-on other types of training as well. Yes. You guys are supplementing with that for companies. You got it. Yep. That's super cool. Um, when you shared that with me, I was like, mm, you're onto something with this. Um, and I'm really excited to see you know, as you guys roll that out and get going with it and just continue to grow it because, you know, obviously anybody that's a PCA member is Mm -hmm. like, we're all aware, like labor is the issue, right? Again, we mentioned the bottleneck and usually it's a lack of labor, a lack of skilled labor. Um, And I think one of the reasons why is, you know, for a lot of people, their training, as you mentioned, is like, hey, all right, here's our job site come Monday. Mm -hmm. And then like, uh, you know, owner's got to go do an estimate and like they're getting stuck with another painter. And like, it's, I don't want to say they don't take it seriously, mm-hmm. but I think there's a level of professionalization that you need to have. And I think the businesses, and I'm going to assume yours as you're putting all this together. And I know you personally, um, you know, that you guys that have a good apprenticeship program, even internally inside your mm-hmm. company, um, it sets a good expectation for your employees. Um, right. the, the person's like, Hey, show up on Monday. Well, what should I wear? Eh, whatever you want to get paint on. Um, you know, <laughs> like that right. type of like kind of easy going, like, go with the flow, you know, loose structure, I guess, lack of structure, really. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard for the employees to take that seriously, right? Like think if you showed up your first day at a big, you know, corporate job and they're like, all right, hey man, here's your office. Um, Yeah, somebody will be in in like an hour and a half and kind of tell you what to do. You're like, what did I just sign up for, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And so I think having a structure, having something put together to where they take it seriously, they're more likely to stay with you and probably stay within the industry. Right. You know, somebody going through that's going to be serious about making this a, a somewhat at least long-term, you know, process for them. Yeah. You know what, what I have found even in, in house, and, and this is probably good for the listeners to hear is um, when you can share that vision of what you want to do for an employee's career path, oh. that's more than money, oh. right? Because you're talking about them taking steps in their career that's going to advance them further. You know, maybe they have aspirations to be their own painting contractor someday or, you know, serve a bigger purpose with the company as it grows. And so um, I have found that that's one really easy way to attract, you know, painters is tell them, hey, we're going to invest in you. We're going to actually train you. 
you're not just here to clock in and clock out. Right. Yeah. No. And I think that's a good point. And I think, you know, when you're able to show appreciation, Mm -hmm. like value them, invest back in them. Mm -hmm. Um, And even if it's something to this magnitude, or again, like you said, stuff you guys have in house, um, it gives them a much different sense than probably what they're getting a lot of other places. Yeah. I had, you know, within the last three weeks, I've had two painters that have heard us talk about this certification program and yeah and you know i'm not even coming to them they're coming to me saying hey i want to be a part of that program that's cool because they see the value in it you know so is this something that you guys are at least for now only able to do in the state of indiana Mm -hmm. is this gonna is this going to currently be or in the future be something more nationwide what's kind of your plans or how how are you navigating that because i have no clue how that stuff works sure sure so we have um, a three-phase plan the first phase is to complete the course Um, but we you know since we're kind of getting held up in some application processes of of you know working with the state um, nothing that we're not going to overcome very easy stuff but it just takes a little bit of time we've actually started phase two which is getting approval what i mentioned er earlier the wioa Every state has a WIOA program, gotcha. and everyone has a process, and every state is a little bit different. Yep. So we're starting just with the states that touch Indiana. Okay. Um, we've, you know, we're already up against a deadline with Wisconsin right now. Okay. Um, but you know, af- that's phase two is regional expansion. Gotcha. Uh, phase three is national. That's awesome. So really, that same, you know, that same process is going to. Um, you know phase out across the country our goal is to be done by the end of this year phasing it out nationally that's awesome Um, but the 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 important part about the wioa funding just to hone in on is that it's an opportunity to to use federal dollars that are there for this exact reason um you know because you know one of the hardest things about committing to training your painters is time and money yep right and so if if we can get the government to support something like this, yeah. it's going to make it much easier, not just for the contractor, but also for those who are looking to get into the painting Oh, trade. for sure. No, yeah. that's that's where I see that really being a game changer for yeah. you guys too. Uh, because, you know, I was thinking about that as we were preparing for this, and I know we had a phone conversation to kind of run through some of the details, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I was still kind of figuring all this out as we were having conversations, what you guys were doing and how. And so, you know, that was kind of my one thought is like, well, how are how are they going to afford for the classroom hours and the other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, some companies can, some companies can't, right. right? If you're a crew of three people, you probably don't have a lot of extra cash on hand in the business right now mm-hmm. to pay for that extra expense, right? Right. Uh, Like you're taking a big enough risk by hiring a new person that's going to work at half the pace of everybody else. Right, yeah. And that you have to to take time and train, right? So, um, you know, again, I think there's power in, you know, even if you had to pay for it and get somebody in that's good and you can still do your stuff. And, you know, I mean, there's still some benefits to it. Uh, But I think having that funding is going to really kind of supplement that. I think it's going to make it a lot more available to all mm-hmm. businesses, not just people that have a little bit more cash on hand to right. invest into their employees. Right. Yeah, it's really a great program, and um, I'm very fortunate and lucky to have stumbled upon yeah. it, you know, and that's just through relationships um, that have been developed over yeah, the years. You that's know. super awesome, man. Um, so how do you really cha- see this changing the landscape of the training in, like in the industry? Like what's kind of your goal and your vision with this? Um, you know, I – this is where I kind of get on my soapbox, so to speak. Yeah, that's when it good. Com- I'll keep you on task. Right. So. When, when it comes to trades, I'm just kind of over over it with the painting trade yeah. being 
towards the bottom. Yeah. You know, and I'm seeing other, you know, we're losing high school graduates who want to work with their hands. They want to be in the trades and they're going to the electrical. They're going to the, you know, the welding, plumbing, plumbing, HVAC. Um, Where's the painting industry and all this? You know, why, why are we not at the top? And so my, my, my big vision is let's change that. Let's be the most sought after trade amongst the other trades. And the only way that's going to happen is if there's two things that they're looking for, in my opinion, it's the highest pay. And are they going to invest in my training so I can get paid faster and more? Yeah. Right. That's what they're. That's what we all looked at when right. we were doing those questionnaires in high school. Yeah. Oh, which one pays the most, and which right. one can I, you know, swallow? Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, and so I. That's that's the vision. Is like you know, this is one step. This apprenticeship certification, but you know, the big vision of what I would like to be a part of is the solution to make the painting trade towards the top. That's awesome. And I, I want us to be highly sought after, and and. And I think we, I think we can do that. That's not a two year thing. That's no. like a 10, 15 year animal. Yeah. But I know. mean, I think it's the same thing, you know, when we got, you know, we've been, we've been all in for lack of a better, I've literally mm-hmm. been saying that. So don't think I'm being cheesy. <laughs> um, again, the Clemson reference, but like, you know, we've kind of been all in working here at the PCA on the professionalization of the industry, right? The path that, mm-hmm. that Nick and Jason and Nigel and the whole PCA staff and board are kind of, you know, trying to change exactly what you said, right? Like, why are we viewing it? you know, at this level and on Mm -hmm. the totem pole of things. Uh, And so we've, you know, we've been kind of all in on that. And I think in order for the industry, even the business owners to achieve the professionalization piece, you have to have it on the employee side of it too, right? right? You can have Mm -hmm. the most professional put together business in the world, but if your employees still feel very, very devalued, Mm -hmm. um, that's not going to do you any good, you know? And so I think it's kind of a two piece, uh, two piece of the puzzle. Uh, We've got a new client up in uh, Canada, Mm-hmm. And he's got a really cool background. He grew up in the UK, moved to Australia, has been a painter, and, and now he's got his own painting company in Canada. But he was telling me that he literally, uh, and Stuart, if you listen to this, I know you will, so I apologize <laughs> if I butcher this, but um, he said that literally when he worked, I think it was in Australia, one of the other countries, um, that like painters were looked down upon so much mm. that if he got on like the bus or their, their transport system in his painting clothes, like nobody would sit next to him. Wow. So he would literally take clothes to change into at the end mm-hmm. of the day and wow. go get on the bus. He's like, people would sit by me and talk all day. Yeah. And he was like, that's how, you know, so I, so we've got it bad here. I think other countries have it even worse. Okay. Uh, but yeah. that kind of helped put things in perspective for me, but right. I still agree to your point. Like people are looking at the other things um, and you can make a good career in painting, especially if you work with a good company that takes your, your growth and investment seriously. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, like from a, a labor standpoint, ours is one of the easier ones. It is. You know, it's clean. Uh, you know, you get to work at multiple places, yeah. uh, especially in residential. I mean, you're at a job for two to four or five days tops. Yeah, and typically uh, most of the time, so you're you're getting the scenery. Yep. Um, when I, I always say, yeah. I mean, you know, I came into the, the industry business first, craftsperson second, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't say this lightly, but I say this kind of jokingly, but I'm like, painting isn't rocket science, mm-hmm. especially when you do exteriors. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's a craft to it. There's an art and a science to it. Do not get me wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like, this is a lot easier to teach somebody how to do than how to weld something or how to properly electrical, you know, run electric to code in a house. Right. A lot of more brain and, power behind and that. There's probably some truth to that, yeah. and maybe why we've not trained as much because it can be easy, and yeah. you know, a lot of people do it on their own, a lot of DIYers. Yep. But like you said, when it comes to craftsman stuff and, and really making it 
look the way it can look and doing things properly to get longevity out of a product with, you know, proper protect, yeah. you know, prep work. Um, then there, there is definitely some training that has to go into that, yeah. but yeah. No, that's good. Um, so how did you come up with the idea of this program? You know, it's, it started, I have to say that it started when I was in the aviation industry, probably in my mid twenties, uh, mid to late twenties. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, passion comes from pain. Yeah. And, and, and when I was in the aviation industry, I loved that industry, but the truth of the matter is the company I was with was not growing. We did the That's same right. revenue every year. Yeah. And so the only way for me to advance in my career at that time was for um, somebody to leave or yep. for me to jump ship and go work for a competitor. And so, um, so that career path, that development has always been exciting. I always wanted that. Yeah. And when I didn't get that in the previous career, I made that a part of what all in painting was going to be. That's cool. Um, you know, our vision is to, um, cultivate a work, uh, environment where we're where we're focused on the career path of the painter yeah. so that we can have more benefits and, and to scale the company. That's cool. You know, and so one of our core values is growth. Yeah. And so really it's, it's kind of always been there. And when I, when I had the opportunity to start all in painting, I wanted that to be what we were about is that's that cool. career growth mindset. Yep. That's awesome. And I think that's a true testament with where you guys have grown to in six mm -hmm. years and you know just the the amount of employees the retention you've been able to have with them um, i think that it it appears just from the outside that you don't just talk the talk but you guys are walking the walk right that your company right. culture really is centered around that mm -hmm. uh, because there's no way you could get where you're at today six years later without that yeah you know so i think i think you guys are on the right track with that um so one question, um, because it's something I get questions from a lot like with people, like how did you have to have all in painting kind of systematized and in a spot that the business was larger than just you so that you could start putting your time and energy and resources into this? Because I can only imagine the amount of phone calls, research, meetings, everything you've had to have with mm -hmm. the state and all this stuff, again, with all the red tape and to get things, you know, put through. I, I know this wasn't something that you just did in like five hours, right? Right. So how did you focus on getting your business to a point to where now you could start focusing on your kind of second passion or maybe even your true passion, which is this program? Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're not working with a mentor, you should be, yep. right? Because I'm going to say something that I learned from a previous mentor. And every business is the same. There's pillars. There's these main focuses. You got your operations, your sales, your marketing, and then your admin side, right? right. And so it was all about not wearing all those hats. Yeah. It was all about, okay, I need to find these key players. I need my sales manager. Yeah. I need my operations manager, my marketing manager, you know, my office yeah. man. I needed all of them to really make this practical. Um, but also when you talk, when we talk about systemizing and processes, that's nothing that one person should tackle. Right. And so I really, you know, we, we were developing processes over the year years, but it really didn't become a big rock, an annual big rock for yeah. us until I had those people in place and said, Hey, part of your role is to develop 20 processes this yeah. year, That's you know? Cool. And so when, when, when we had the key players in place and we focused on those pillars of the business, then it really opened up an opportunity for me to do more That's awesome. and to, to grow. And, and this, this just happens to be the path that, you know, um, I was led to. Yeah. And, um, 
it, it's it's really exciting to you know and systemizing is it's 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 not complete. There's no. still so much oh, to do. Oh, of course not. It's always a work know? in progress, right? It's always a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, that's awesome. I mean, I'm I'm really excited for you guys. I'm really excited for what you're working on. I, I feel like uh, just in the the short couple months I've gotten to know you, I feel like you're the perfect person to kind of lead this project. I know it's a passion of yours, and um, maybe we need somebody like you that can navigate and figure it out and put you know. Uh, start putting it in action. So, yeah. uh, so thanks for being that person for the industry. Uh, absolutely. But, um, I'm really excited for where you guys are going. Um, I appreciate you coming and recording this. Um, mm-hmm. We got a really funny story of yeah. how all this came to be. Um, and so if any, I'm not going to like throw it out on air or anything, but if anybody wants to know, you can like DM me and donate mm-hmm. $5 to like your favorite charity. And I'll tell you the story about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate you coming to St. Louis to Absolutely. record this. <laughs> I won't say any more than that. And I'll try to spark some curiosity there, but, um, you know, what's one final piece of advice that you would like to leave mm-hmm. painting contractors with? Yeah. You know, I, I thought about this over the last couple of days because I, I do want who, who's ever listening to, to get a good takeaway and something that they can implement on their own. And really, um, it's it's taking that first step, whatever that is yeah. for training. That's awesome. Um, you know, if if it's if it's if you have a crew and you have one individual who's skilled on that crew, tell them you want them to spend one or two hours a week on investing into someone who needs training tell That's them awesome. that you will pay them they can clock out of the project and yeah. and they can go ahead and and clock into training and you're in, and that's not a lot you know um but we're all at different steps and 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 when it comes to training some of us are doing a little bit some of us have big companies that already have like a full-out training process right um and and some of us haven't even started yet and you know because we're thinking about the time and the cost and painting is a tough business, you know, so there's, there's, um, it's tough to take that first step. I know, I know. And, um, but I would just say, you know, figure out what that next step is for you. That works for you. Put it on the calendar, you know, put it on black and white, maybe spend three, four hours doing it and invite some people in or, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, but take that first step and that's going to better our trade. Yeah. That's going to get our trade one step closer to, you know, what my vision is, is to see this trade at the top. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate again, all the work you're putting into this. I appreciate you coming and doing this. Um, and I appreciate your passion for it because again, you need somebody that's passionate about painters being at the top of the trades, uh, to, to lead a project like this. So, um, we'll definitely put out a lot yeah. more info, uh, about how you can get access to it, how you can get connected with you guys once mm-hmm. everything gets launched. Uh, do you guys have anything out there yet that people can plug into or, um, we're going to be having once? some, some two day workshops, okay. pro- you know, one, two, three day workshops, um, cool. probably within the next six months that you can look out for. Cool. And, um, and of course the apprenticeship certification course will be finalized this summer. So awesome. Perfect. Well, yeah, I'll definitely put a plug in a couple podcasts once you guys get that launched for anybody listening to this and, um, connecting with you and, uh, you know, Luke, hope you have a safe trip back to Indianapolis and thank you, Chris, uh, looking forward to everything you guys are doing. Yep. Thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.